What is happening? Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. Great news for the American people. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert, featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, and Hannah the Producer. This is why we listen to you. Get ready, pal. And now, here's your host, Brandon Rathert. We report that the patient was electrified by a broken power line on the ground from walking. We had contact with the caller. We have lines down across the roadway. That's 911 traffic, Boone County, back in September. You might remember the story. Uh, it was kind of a notable story. Somebody apparently doodling around in Jeep, kind of, a, would you call it the bottoms of the Missouri River, John? Kind of in the Hartsburg area? Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah, kind of the bottoms. Apparently doodling around down there and the Apparently, the Jeep ends up in the river, and this dude ends up getting electrocuted after walking on some power lines, and the dude dies. And this is all happening, like, late at night in this very rural area in Boone County, uh, right there at the Missouri River. So, apparently, we learned yesterday that this whole thing, it was like this conspiracy Almost. So there's this dude number one, Your Honor. Like made-for-TV movie. I'm shocked. Like, Marsh, I'm expecting you and Brian Housworth will be back on uh, Nightline or something talking about this. It's a strange one. So there's this guy, and from what I can gather, I'm going based on reporting from ABC 17, there's this guy, I'm assuming he's got somebody that's going to testify against him or against a loved one, and this dude... Uh, who has been uh, charged. He's a 29-year-old dude. His name is Justin. Uh, apparently, he goes to a couple of dudes and, I don't know, says, hey, I'll give you some money. Go and steal their car. That way, when it's time for court in the morning, they won't be able to go. So, apparently, these two guys say, yeah, sure, man, we'll take the cash. We'll go into it. And then this guy who's been charged, this Justin dude, apparently just had a key somehow, had a key to the vehicle. Uh, they go and they take the vehicle and they figure, hey, let's go dump it in the river because uh, that's a great hiding spot. Nobody's ever thought to dump large, great, <laughs> stolen goods into a river. So I'm always fascinated, by the way, whenever they tow cars and stuff out of the lake and what have you. So anyhow, uh, they go, they decide we're going to dump it in the river and they go and for some reason they want to damage it a little bit first before they drive it in the river. So this guy who is driving, uh, you know, his name uh, is Andrew Moss, intentionally, according to ABC 17, intentionally crashed a Jeep into a utility pole. So then he goes, I guess, to start to drive it in the Missouri River. And then he starts to get out. Well, is what he, he didn't hit a tree, he hit a power line. Hit it with enough force, apparently. It didn't knock the Jeep out, but it knocked the power out and dropped the line. He's dumping this thing in the water, walks up, steps on the lines that he put on the ground. That's crazy. And dies. Dies, and, yeah. And it's Electrocuted. Happening, and it's happening in the middle of the night. So where'd the other guy go? Like, he just ran off? So uh, the other guy, I don't know what uh, what ABC 17 has on uh, hand. There's another person labeled only by initials, apparently, in the statement. And this other individual is apparently in the vehicle with the guy who crashed it and then dumped it into the river. Said he was uh, there. By the way, then the next day, Jeep owner, uh, Jeep's owner wakes up and says, hey, uh, stolen. 
So the guy who hired these guys to do this, he's the one getting charged. And he's facing some pretty serious charges. But wasn't he or somebody he knows already facing charges? Because that's why he wanted these guys, that one guy killed anyway, right? Uh, that's what I am assuming. Yeah. Yes, yeah, what I'm assuming. Uh, he's facing murder charges now on this second degree. Second degree murder, vehicle tampering, first degree property damage. Uh, former prosecuting attorney Bill Tackett telling our news partners at ABC 17. So this guy, he masterminded this. He didn't drive the vehicle. He didn't knock the power line down. He didn't make the kid walk on the thing. This guy allegedly, apparently, from what we know, this Justin guy, the one who drove or hired these guys to do this, as uh, far as we know, he wasn't even there that night. So how can the guy be charged? Two people, one person drives a car to a convenience store. The other one goes in to rob the convenience store. And the gun accidentally goes off and kills the attendant, both are charged with felony murder, both the guy driving the car and the person who had the gun, because there was a death during the commission of a felony. That is just insane, because many of them I'm wondering, and again, we're making kind of some assumptions here. If this guy hired some people to steal the vehicle so the owner couldn't get to a court case, I'm assuming... Uh, that he was trying to protect either himself or someone he loved. And I'm wondering, so what were the charges that person is facing that somebody is apparently going to testify that you're willing to hire a couple of people to go steal a car so they can't get to court the next morning? And, by the way, look at what you're facing now. That's just bizarre. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the court documents online, and I there's nothing about that first crime um, about you know what was going on that they wanted the first guy murdered. So hopefully that comes out because that's that's a good question. I mean, hopefully it wasn't like just weed possession, yeah. or, you know, something small. Because that was weird because there there the court documents said at the time the motive was to prevent the the owner of the jeep from getting to court on time the next day and presumably testifying. Uh, and I, th- I thought this was kind of interesting, uh, too. And by the way, uh, these stories get onto our website. We'll nail it, of course, because, you know, John Marsh and Brian Houseworth and Andy Humphrey. Uh, but the TV stations, and I'm not because they've all got it right, but I thought it was just interesting. One headline, uh, because there has a- at least two different people I'm aware of that were a little confused by this story. Uh, and I am one of those, uh, by the way. But the TV headlines, police arrest man. So we know this story. Dude got electrocuted out in the river bottoms back in September. Uh, headline one TV station, police arrest man accused of deadly scheme to avoid testifying in court. There's a headline. You can see it if you're watching on our YouTube channel, uh, Wake Up uh, Mid-Missouri. Police arrest man accused of deadly scheme to avoid testifying in court. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool story. So I click on it and start reading it. And my first take is like, Oh, this is the dude that got electrocuted. Yeah. I just didn't recognize the story. Another headline, local television station, Columbia man charged with murder in connection to September crash. So again, I go back and I'm like, was there a big crash on 70, 63, 54, 50 somewhere that maybe somebody could have been charged? Didn't ring a bell. Well, I start reading the story with the headline of Columbia man charged with murder in connection to September, cra- September crash. I'm like, oh, it's a dude that got electrocuted. Who is teaching headline writing over at the J School? University. <laughs> Apparently of- <laughs> no one. <laughs> Thank you, Marsh. Uh, and then another one. And in my opinion, this is the headline that I read it and I go, oh, yeah, I know the story without having to read the whole story. And I'll tell you, it's a fantastic uh, uh, headline. Columbia man accused of murder in Boone County electrocution arrested. I know that story. 
There you go. I don't know if I have much there. Welcome into the show. It's Wake, wake Up Mid-Missouri. Uh, I am Brandon Rathard. There's John Marsh. Right here. Hanging in there. It's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Still celebrating. In case you missed it in the show yesterday, Stephanie got some incredible news recently. Wanted to share it with the Wake Up Mid-Missouri family. We've realized we've missed a uh, marketing opportunity over the years. We've always highlighted the fantastic work that Mark Ellinger and Stephanie Bell does. They travel nationwide to do things like ins- uh, uh, ensure election security. They do very important things. Mark recently recognized like the attorney of the year and uh, uh, Stephanie with Ellinger and Associates. It's now gets her name on the building too, Ellinger and Bell. No and. No and just Ellinger Bell. <laughs> Correct. Great. You'll get it right eventually. Good thing I didn't no, write, the, won't. write the press release or something. <laughs> I wouldn't want him. Brandon Rathard, attorney at lunch. <laughs> but I've realized we've missed a marketing opportunity uh, in our uh, time together. Instead of you know, it's Wake Up Mid Missouri featuring John Marsh, producer Hannah, and associate Stephanie <laughs> Bell. We should have been calling you uh, associate. Counselor. What's that? Counselor. Uh, counselor. Counselor Bell is uh, is here. Thank God she's here because she's about the only one left on the ship this morning. I keep, <laughs> keep bringing this up, but my goodness. Uh, there's producer Hannah, by the way. Good morning. <laughs> Yikes, y'all. Yep. Yikes. Week Yet- going strong. Week number two of sickness. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, hopefully you guys have it out of the way before the holidays. Well, I'm ticked because I had strep less than a month ago. And here I am. How do you think Brandon feels that you showed up with this crud and now he everyone's got You had it first. He got this crud first. Yeah. Well. It's recycling. You know, it's like luggage. You don't ever get rid of it. It just <laughs> keeps recycling. Sort of hangs around in the crawl space. <laughs> you give the lug luggage to your net heroes, kids. I bought this for your grandma in nineteen fifty six. It still works. You just keep recycling it over the years. I should like knock on wood or something. Sharing is caring. No. <laughs> <laughs> because it feels seriously like and we have a huge event tomorrow. A huge event that's not about us. It's about helping folks during the holidays. Well and we get to go stand out in the cold for hours. <laughs> Forty nine we'll take it. I feel like I'm in an episode of Star Trek. We're like lost. Like Captain's Log Day, December 13th, 2022. We're down to to one, Marsh. That's right. And that one is associate until January the 1st. Associate Stephanie S. Bell. I never was an associate, which is why we changed the name. Because everyone's like, you're not an associate. Who are the associates? We're like, okay, we're going to change it. So, you know, an associate always, whenever people say an associate, it's, it's like... I feel like you work at Target or something. That's what you call yeah. somebody. At, you know, uh, uh, got to go out in the lot and pick up the carts, right? It's an official <laughs> law firm term. Generally, you're either a partner or you're an associate. Sometimes they break it out to like equity partner and other things, but it's a, like a, a law firm thing. Uh, so that's what's happening. We apologize. We try not to draw too much attention to it, but also I think it is important that we say this is what's going on, and we're aware and we're sorry. We know sometimes it sounds. Uh, bad who wants to be around a whole bunch of uh, sick people. <laughs> Apparently Stephanie Bell. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right? <laughs> I have superior immune system. Oh, be careful. Be careful. I like the text the other day with the guy who said, Hey, Rathard, clear your throat, oh. for God's sake. Yeah, that guy was angry. <laughs> Stephanie, we also got to uh, make fun of, you know, Brandon's superior Rathard genes. 
as mm-hmm. he missed two days of work last week with his sickness. And I, I never, to a fault, I never take off sick from uh, from work. Well, and, you probably could have taken a couple more days uh, off last I week. Probably should have before uh, and after. You so. know, it's what's going on, though, in mid-Missouri. I was hanging out with my book club last night, and uh, I was talking about I was the last man standing. And they said, yeah, it, they, each one of them had, it had like gone through their families in the last month. I mean, it, it's just, it's everywhere right now. It's affecting a lot of uh, a, a lot of folks. So be careful, you know, uh, wash your hands, whatever. Coming up, oh, by the way, 6.35, uh, Mark McCloskey, he's going to be hanging out with kind of pinch hit for Christopher Arps today, who's taking the day off. Mark McCloskey, of course, the dude in the pink polo uh, protecting his home from that mob of BLM protesters and, of course, uh, unsuccessful run for Senate. He's going to be joining us here 6.35 this morning, five minutes from now. Uh, Daily DC Rundown. What's underneath the circus tent this morning, Steph? We have SBF news this morning slash late last night. And it's, uh, he, you know, he was supposed to be in Congress today testifying. Uh, he's maybe not going to make it. <laughs> he's otherwise uh, engaged. Uh, great story. That's coming up five minutes from now. Daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Bell on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Good morning. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathert. Opinions on social issues? We throw those around, too. Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle. We need more clarity, one, on the timeline events that led to the collapse. Of course, the business practices of these different entities involved in this situation. More about the senior leaders of these different entities. That's a Republican congressman from the state of New York, Lee Zeldin, talking about FTX, Sam Bankman Freed, which is getting us into today's daily D.C. rundown on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. So there was a congressional hearing scheduled today on FTX, and Bankman Freed had said, hey, maybe I might show up and testify, but uh, he will be otherwise unavailable today. Uh, he is somewhere in the Bahamas in his weird uh, whatever he does. Um, you can read about it online. Uh, he, um, But he's in the Bahamas. He was charged, um, I think, uh, and criminally charged by the DOJ. Um, they are supposed to unseal the uh, papers this morning, so we should know more about exactly what they have on him. Of course, he will also need to be extradited, um, and so that is what was up this morning. First thing I think, I'll put on my aluminum foil hat here, but so he's getting, he's, he's supposed to testify in front of Congress today. With some potentially very damaging information about taking money uh, and doing whatever he did with it, but especially going towards Democrat lawmakers. He flushed it down the toilet, I'm pretty sure. Flushed down all this crazy stuff, and all of a sudden he's magically arrested before he's supposed to come to Congress to testify. It's odd. It's all you do have your tinfoil hat on today. And it is said, I mean, he had this little, like, uh, there was, like, a group of them, right? Like, a C-suite of people that all, I think, lived in the Bahamas. And um, he is said to be the only one currently charged. Um, but really, we need to, we're going to have to wait till we see the unsealing of the papers to see exactly what they know and uh, what we know. Because it still seems, like you said, like, what happened to all this money? Where did it go exactly? So, um, that is what's up. Also, the Supreme Court is bringing back... Uh, 
in-person announcements of decisions. Oh, cool. So if you recall, they used to read them. And one really important part about the reading was also the dissent, like the major dissenter used to be able to also read the dissent, which we haven't had since March of 2020. What is new since COVID um, is they do are now like live streaming the oral arguments, the audio, um, and the court is saying, hold up, we're not going to live stream the opinion announcements. Instead, uh, we'll clip the audio and you can get it later. But if you are, you know, happen to be in D.C. and you wanted to go watch the in-person announcements or whatever, you could. That's what they're going to do. Fascinating insight into what happens in the Supreme Court. It's going to be really good. And then also yesterday, the Supreme Court refused a uh, request from R.J. Reynolds and other tobacco companies to stop this California law. So California banned like flavored, all flavored tobacco products. I think this includes menthol cigarettes, the voter. Um, and so the legislature passed it. Uh, the tobacco companies got together and put it on the ballot, basically like a referendum and said, hey, we're going to vote on this. Uh, voters in California. <laughs> overwhelmingly supported the measure um, and the uh, tobacco companies went to the Supreme Court and they'd been to lower courts before and said hey you got to stop this law from going into effect the Supreme Court declined um, and so loss for the tobacco companies there um, and uh, yeah kind of thought the whole thing was interesting anyways so we're, we're allowing tobacco but not flavored tobacco and I get it well it appeals to kids I just it's yeah. not an ironclad case to me yeah, but I'm not an attorney they're trying. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that we're cracking down on menthol cigarettes and now weed's legal. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Do what you want to do. Uh, so, but it is California, so maybe not that weird. <laughs> um, also, today uh, begins the um, summit of African leaders. Uh, so, all eyes are on DC, seeing how Biden handles that. Uh, Biden is, is is. Dear Lord, please protect us today when Joe gets up and. Reps our country. Please help us. We're going to need some help. But he is supposed to be talking about how the U.S. is a better option to partner with than China. And hopefully uh, he can make that case for us. And that's your daily D.C. rundown here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Mark McCloskey, you know who he is, protected his home famous photo. Dude in the pink polo protecting his home from BLM protesters ran unsuccessfully for Senate, what has he been up to? What does he think about this big tech stuff as it relates to what's happening in D.C.? McCloskey's here five minutes from now. Putting the fun in dysfunctional. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle. Everyone knows it's my birthday. And you know I love presents. Nice presents! That's nobody having a birthday today. That is a classic spoof from SNL on Oprah's My Favorite Things episode. And we bring that up today. I'm excited about this, Steph. Are you excited? I am. Yeah? Hannah, how are you feeling about what's coming? I think maybe we'll add about between like 7.30 and 8. I'm excited. Marsh, what about you? Do we all get a car? That's the thing, as I've done research. By the way, I actually own something. So every year, Oprah had this list of my favorite things. So what we're going to do with Stephanie, because Stephanie gets cranky about certain things like sandwiches and puppy breath. And so we thought, well, we'll do a list. Oprah has a list of my most favorite wonderful things. Stephanie will have my list of things that suck. I love that you said, as I do research, like, are you researching Oprah for real? Yeah. Dude, I got audio. For my favorite things episodes, I have. Uh, I even looked at some of the gifts that she gives away that she would give away when she had her TV show. I actually have one of the gifts that's on Oprah's My Favorite Things. Bug boots? 
No. But they're mentioned. Yeah. They're in there. And there's con- they've had controversy surrounding Michelle, which we see a lot whenever you try to hook people up with free stuff. Somebody will complain about the very nice free stuff they have uh, got. Welcome out of the show. Wake up, Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah. Sean Marsh. I am Brandon Rather. What a welcome in now. You know the guy. Pink polo shirt protecting his home from BLM protesters a couple of years ago. Uh, protecting it with a, uh, with a gun. Then ended up running for Senate. Mark McCloskey, welcome into the show. Um, let's start here. So... A lot of stuff happening. You see, we talk, you know, high tech and what's been happening with, I think this is a, it's the, the timing on Sam Bankman Freed being arrested this, uh, overnight prior to him supposedly supposed to be testifying today. I think that's weird. But let's start here. You were campaigning. Uh, you know, you're chat with medias all the time. You're on all this, you know, you're in the thick of it. And now you've had a little over a month, uh, over several months to kind of back out now and back away from it. Do, do you miss the campaign aspect of it? Well, you know, uh, I was just doing this yesterday. I've got actually going to be in my Christmas card. I think I gave over 540 speeches in the two and two plus years that we were on the campaign trail, first for President Trump and then for my own campaign, over 500 cities, 114 counties in Missouri. And, you know, we loved every minute of it. And then it's like, well, almost. But <laughs> Are, are you know. we on your Christmas card list? Are we going to get a copy? And is it a card or a letter? Uh, it's going to be a card. I don't do Christmas letters. I got all the people that do those Christmas letters uh, have a special place in Siberia where they need to be sent to. Hey, we're la- Mark. We're laughing. That was something, Reese. Every morning, seven twenty-five ish, we do something called "What's Hot with Hannah," and Hannah posted on her Facebook page one day about people at Christmas letters. So I uh, personally appreciate your uh, your uh, take on that. Uh, so, and we know and the, the stories that you have uh, shared with us uh, over the couple of years that we have known you. You talked about your time with Trump. You were working with him prior to you ever having Senate aspirations. Uh, what now? What is your take on Trump? We get criticized a lot when we speak our truths or personal opinions on Trump. We love Trump policies, but what he has done recently is just simply not helping him. You had a little bit more of an intimate relationship with Mr. Trump than we did. How do you react to everything he's doing? Well, you know, I, I, he always gets criticized for not having a filter, and that's both the best thing about Donald Trump and probably the worst thing about Donald Trump. Uh, I have a slightly different opinion than my, than my wife. Patty thinks that she's uh, Donald Trump's dad, or mom, rather, and that nothing, nothing he does is wrong. You know, but the, he does turn off people, and the, the message is so good and so strong, it wouldn't take too much tempering to make it more palatable for the average person who's been preconditioned by the media to believe that everything he says is monstrous. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're if you're going to if you're going to save this country, uh, there's more important things than, than worrying about a guy's mean tweets. But by the same token, you. The, the 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 whole country has been turned into a bunch of melting snowflakes that can't take any offense. And now what we're seeing with these Twitter files that have been coming out, the latest batch I saw, unless there was any yesterday, last ba- latest batch I saw come across the line was Saturday. There may have been more yesterday. Uh, what's your take on what we're seeing in these Twitter files, basically confirming everything we've been saying for several years? Well, you know, I... I can't imagine why there's not general outrage. I just, uh, it's so shocking. It's not shocking because we, you know, as we've talked about before, everybody knew it was happening, but nobody understood how deeply involved the federal government and the DNC was in censoring and manipulating the people. You would think 
that we're the basic substance of our civilization, our, our free democratic republic is freedom of speech and the fact that we don't have a secret police, we don't have a government with our thumb on the scale, when in fact it turns out we do. And it turns out that elections are manipulated, that the federal government, that the FBI and the Department of Justice and sitting members of Congress are all exercising their influence to control what we're allowed to think and say and see. That is shocking and it's frightening. And the fact that there's not general outrage, that people aren't standing out there. I've said this throughout the campaign on a variety of different topics. Why aren't there 50 Republican senators on the Capitol steps screaming instead of this, well, we're going to have to have some investigations. We're going to have hearings. You know, we need to have we need to have a whole bunch of people go to prison for a long time. We need to have real prosecution. We need, if it turns out, for example, that the people in the FBI were coercing Facebook and Twitter into manipulating information, those people need to do time. There, there needs to be real consequences. There needs to be something where people can say, holy, you know what, if I engage in these kind of conspiracies, I'm going to spend the rest of my life in the can instead of going on to CNN and, and uh, CNBC and making millions of dollars. So you're a lawyer and you've run a statewide uh, campaign. We have seen a lot of activity in already uh, in preparation for 2024. Uh, what's your take on the governor's attorney general appointment and the recent announcement by Will Scharf? Well, you know, here's here's the thing. I, I know Andrew Bailey just very marginally. We uh, we suspected from the get go that he was going to be the new attorney general appointee. Um, he's having a fundraiser here in uh, St. Louis. Uh, out of Steve Teller, uh, Tilly's uh, um, uh, hangar at Spirit of St. Louis Airport on Wednesday night. They're, everybody's raising a bunch of money. Um, uh, Garrison's raising money. Uh, Tony Lukemeyer is raising money. Uh, Sharp's raising money. Everybody's out there campaigning already. Uh, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. And, and of I- course, we've got the, the governor's race, too, shaping up already with a, a lot of um, people running while they're deciding whether or not they're going to run. What do you think makes a good attorney general as an attorney yourself? Well, you know, there's, there's a variety of things that I, that, that I think go into, but one of the things that you should think about from the, the, should guide your everyday behavior, what makes the people of the state of Missouri safer, what makes them freer, and what makes them more prosperous. That's what the government is there for, is to give us all a level playing field, keep the criminals at bay, keep the government at bay and allow us to live our lives as individuals using our own talents to make the most of our of ourselves and and that's what the that's what the uh, uh, attorney general's office ought to be there is to keep the scammers at bay keep the bad guys out of the state and keep the the missouri uh, citizens free and prosperous as opposed to you know uh serving people's special interest groups and and making your supporters tons of money our guest, Mark McCloskey, here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Of course, the guy protecting his home from BLM with a, uh, with a gun, then ran for, uh, ran for Senate. And I think we talk about the power, the, really the importance of the position of the Attorney General. When we look at Eric Schmidt, and I have some kind of conflicting thoughts, some self-conflicting thoughts on, you know, should the state get involved in local school districts? And I think, yes, when they're doing something that I deem to be bad. But, uh, 
here's an example. Uh, we look at Columbia Public School District approving their five-year plan last night, but one of the biggest things they're dealing with right now, they've had uh, issues with test scores going down in the past couple of years, and now attendance is lagging. There's a story from Fox News this morning uh, in the pace at which kids' brains aged whenever they were basically locked down away from school. And we had people like Eric Schmidt, our attorney general, going and saying, hey, we got to do something different because what you're doing is bad and dangerous, and we're seeing the consequences of what happened there now. Sorry for that aside. I think Mr. Marsh is wanting to chat with you, uh, uh, Mark. Mark, sure. I've, got, I've got the question after thumbing through some of the websites <laughs> with the uh, with the the guy in the pink shirt T-shirts that are making the rounds now that says the Clint Eastwood line, get off my lawn. You get anything out of those or are those just bootlegs? No, they're all bootleg. You know, we, we, uh, we filed a lawsuit early on to try to either shut them down or, or – uh, participate in the bounty turns out there wasn't much bounty i think that the red bubble told us that uh, in response to our litigation that they sold a total of 750 dollars worth of those shirts there's so many people out there selling them that the the market is is broad but thin and uh but you know we, we're, we're probably the most memed uh, couple on the planet and uh, so there's you know it's, it's amusing there's always something new to watch so recently, I think you had a birthday, and we saw a picture of you <laughs> on Twitter. And as Brandon's granddaughter would said, "You're pretty. What is it? It's not jacked. What's what? you're you're stacked, Grandpa? <laughs> uh, what? We need to know what's what's your workout routine." Oh, you know, uh, I was the youngest of five. My dad was from Iowa, so we were all wrestlers. I wrestled in competition from when I was five until I was 25. Hurt my neck wrestling, and then the transition into just uh, doing some bodybuilding and some lifting. And I've been doing that, uh, you know, virtually every day since, well, I'm 66 now for the last 55 years or so. Wow. You look good. So Stephanie showed me the picture, and it's Mark McCloskey. And you you know what Mark McCloskey looks like, but you may not know what he looks like when he doesn't have a shirt on and he's at the gym <laughs> posing, but you're backing it up. That's what I always say. Listen, you ain't bragging if you're backing it up, and you backing it up. Mark McCloskey, uh, you got to come back and hang out with us again sometime, find out what you've been doing, what life is like since you are off the campaign trail. Uh, we appreciate your time this morning, and we'll look forward to chatting with you real soon. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. All right, you bet. He's he's always interesting to talk to. Yeah, and I mean in a, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, him and I miss Billy Long. Yeah. You know. Uh, you haven't heard anybody call the former Attorney General Chicken Schmidt in ages, have we? <laughs> right. I think with respect to the two of them, they were just so authentic. I mean, you and I both got to hear them speak at Lincoln Days, and you may disagree with them, but you never feel like they're not not saying what they really think or really passionate about what they're saying. He's not at the podium saying, I'm going to do this, this, and that, and then turning around and doing this, this, and that for another lawmaker. You You know what you got with... And you get something more than just like... The consultants' talking points, and we also and we also always got uh, we'd get good this little show here in Mid Missouri. We would have him on. We'd get good national press because inevitably he'd come on here and uh, bait him into saying something, and it worked every time. Coming up five minutes now here on Wake Up Mid Missouri. Who, when we talk about the 2024 Republican presidential race, who's the latest flavor of the month? Kind of an interesting name. It's been out there before, uh, but with uh, probably stronger sentiment behind that now.
This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathers. Thanks for making Wake Up Mid-Missouri your favorite morning show. 93.9 The Eagle. We do expect an even greater tornado threat to begin in East Texas, uh, Louisiana, uh, during the uh, during the afternoon and into the evening hours, and then spreading across the uh, Mississippi Delta region into eastern Louisiana and Mississippi tonight. That dude's name is Roger. He works for the National Weather Service, and uh, I think he has a really cool job talking about some weather that could be affecting not really us right here in mid-Missouri, but uh, parts south and even north of here, some nasty uh, weather, but we are fortunate. So today's rain, 54, rain tonight, 40. Tomorrow, we're loving this because this is when we do our annual 93.9 The Eagle, 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS, one for one holiday food drive with Commerce Bank and people like the Columbia Professional Firefighters. Uh, inside Columbia Magazine Equipment Share, Missouri Pork Association, Don Nickadim and his crew, uh, the Crossing Church, a whole bunch of folks help us out. Uh, and you can help us out starting tomorrow in Jefferson City. We're going to be hanging out at Orchland, and I guess Orchland, there's another sign hanging there. It's kind of two different things, but everybody knows Orchland. Yeah, Orchland's now Kite. Now Kite. Uh, so we are going to be there. We're also going to be in Columbia at the mall. You can come by. Really, the best thing we're really we're looking for cash donations, like twenty five bucks, uh, can provide a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous amount of food. That's tomorrow. Welcome in. Right now, phone number is eight seven four ninety three ninety. Sam Bankman Free, the FTX dude. He was supposed to appear in Congress today. Uh, for I think he's got a, a, a good excuse to not be there. He was arrested overnight. Bahamas expecting him to extradite to extradite him here. I think the timing's awfully suspicious. Why would you arrest him the day before he could potentially spill some goods, or at the very least, uh, incriminate himself? So who is the flavor of the month now? We talk about, man, we're just over a month. What are we, like 32, 35 Days removed from the election, the midterm election. And we're already talking about things like the attorney general's race in the state of Missouri, because the more local or the more important. And then we're also talking about presidential. There's a whole bunch of names out there, uh, because please understand, I think without fail, for the most part, we make a broad statement here about the show. We appreciate the policies of of Trump. We really do. And we need to go back to that. And my case would be, uh, here's where we are now. And you can look at pretty much any significant factor that people care about, that families care about, that you care about. You can look at all those. And since the tragic events of January the 20th, 2021, uh, it's bad. So the latest name, and there's a, listen, you got DeSantis, you got Trump, you got another talk around Ted Cruz, Christy Nome. But the latest one, apparently, from what we're being told, has really been getting some chat in D.C. It's a name, is it fair to say, like, this name comes up every once in a while, and we get excited for, you know, 18 minutes, and then it kind of goes away? Does that kind of seem like a fair... Yeah. It's been out there before. Uh, I hardly know anything. The only knock I've heard from the opposing side about this guy is that, well, he's a Republican. Well... He happens to be a person with good core values. Uh, people like Joni Ersch saying, I am very excited about the potential for this guy to run. Uh, uh, John Cornyn says, I have advised him to go for it. John Barrasso says, it doesn't get any better than this guy. I'm talking about uh, Tim Scott, Senator. 
from South Carolina. That's a name that's been out there before. People uh, uh, like him, and it's not just because, and listen, and, and people will say, uh, well, because he checks this box and that box, and it'll be superficial things. For example, like the color of his skin, which doesn't matter, uh, but to progressives, it does. What matters is this guy's solid characters, and from what I understand, his core unwavering beliefs to conservative, to conservative values, and you can't knock that. They'll knock, people will knock every other thing, but you can't knock that. Yeah, and I, I go back and forth between like someone who's never been in politics who suddenly jumps into something and somebody who kind of like works their way up. You know, I was excited that Trump hadn't been in politics because he was in um, business before. But here, uh, Tim Scott served on the Charleston County Council and then in the South Carolina House of Representatives before being elected to the U.S. House of Representatives. I like that about him. Uh, who would have thought? A county councilor to uh, talks of him running for president coming up at seven. 10 here on the show. Uh, a spending bomb is how this Pelosi Schumer bill is being proposed. We'll cover that.